Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Outlook Industries podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson, and we are here today at Crestview Studios in Rapid City, South Dakota. Today, I have a very cool special guest for you. His name's Anthony Rowe, BFG. He's the scooter director at Woodward West. Such a cool guy, such a cool story, and just a big inspiration for a lot of people in the scootering industry. And he just he just knows a lot of people and has a lot of a lot of cool things to say and a lot of cool observations. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this podcast today. Um, if you guys are not following me on Instagram, my Instagram is Trevor Johnson underscore SA or Outlook underscore Industries. Uh, go follow the podcast there. Show your support. If you have anybody that we want that you want on as a special guest, make sure you tag them in my Instagram post. And yeah, just join the community a little bit more. If you guys could leave a five-star rating down below, that would be awesome. Write a review. Tell me what you think of the podcast, things that can change, things that can be better. And yeah, just what you want to see for the future. Thank you guys for joining me today. And let's get right into this podcast with Anthony. Welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. I am here with Anthony Rowe, and he is the scooter director at Woodward West, and just a really cool inspiration for a lot of scooter riders like me. So, hi, Anthony. Hi, how's it going? Thank you so much for the the gracious intro. Yeah, of course. Um, I just kind of want you to talk first about what you do as scooter director, kind of what your job is. Um. So like in so in for a summer camp, um, what I do, I mean, as soon as the new year starts, usually I'm starting to reach out to different pros, different companies, trying to get it so that the kids' experience is going to be the best that it can be, um, and then just coordinating dates when they're going to come, uh, when they can give me some stuff, you know, to give out to the kids. Then usually come March, applications open up, so it's just you know vetting out different applicants, seeing who's best fit for what. Um, and then as soon as summer starts, it's just, you know, it's all about the kids, making sure they're having a good time. Um, you know, making sure kids are happy, staff's happy, you know, if my staff's happy, they'll take good, they you know, good care of the kids. And then that's just less, yeah. less work for me, really. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Um, also how, how did you come into that, this job? So I came to camp for my first time, 2010. Um, as a camper okay. and obviously, you know, loved it as a camper scooter camp. Yeah. I think it was the second scooter camp ever. Gotcha. Um, following year, I couldn't come, I uh, forget exactly why. And then the next year I was 18 and I was actually hanging out with Alex Stedman. If okay. anyone knows who he is, uh, we were hanging out at a hookah bar <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and he was like, and Richie Velasquez, who at the time kind of ran scooter camp. Yeah. Um, texted him and Alex is like, yo, does anyone want to work scooter camp? And it was like, it started in two days. Really? So yeah. And I was like, I want to, he's like, all right, here, call this number. So I called Richie and Richie's like, yeah, you know, Alex, cool. Uh, you know, just be here at camp tomorrow by 5 PM. So I came back inside and I was like, Alex, do you have room in your car? He's like, yeah, I got a spot left. So I called my work and at the time I worked at Outback Steakhouse. Gotcha. And they're like, you got to cover your shifts. I'm like, okay, no problem. And I didn't get my shifts covered. I worked scooter camp as a counselor, 
loved it. You know, yeah. easily like top five experiences at camp, you know, campers number one. Yeah. And then being, a, the being a counselor for that first scooter camp was, I mean, it was insane. Yeah. I had, I had, uh, yeah, just a ton of kids that in there, they're like now all pros and stuff. Same thing when I went to camp. Yeah. Um, but you know, came back, got fired from Outback Steakhouse cause they get my shifts covered. <laughs> yep. Um, and then just, you know, worked every scooter camp from then until, Let's see. This is 2021. So I want to say it was 2017. That sounds right. Gotcha. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we did scooter camp in February before summer. And I talked to the guy, Jake Kinney, who's yep. the action sports, all action sports guy. Uh, I was like, Jake, you know, I want to stay out summer. You know, I'll do rock wall. Like yeah. anything you need me to do, like sign me up. I'm ready. Yep. And uh, he called me like two months later. And at the time, Sean Cardwell was in charge of the scooter program. Gotcha. And Sean wasn't going to do it that summer. And Jake called me and was like, hey, I know you wanted to come all summer, but how do you feel about coming for a scooter director? Yeah. And I was like, that sounds awesome. So I did that for two, two whole summers. And then in 20... Uh, yeah, it would have been in 2018. I moved out here full time. Nice. Let's see. 2018. Um, and you know, I got the opportunity to come out here full time. So I did a lot of maintenance projects and gotcha. painting stuff, fixing ramps and just the opportunity arose where, you know, they just need another full time person on site. So I got the opportunity nice. and sweet. Been here since. <laughs> sweet. How did you kind of get into scootering to begin with? Um, I actually used to play, you know, all kinds of team sports, yep. baseball, basketball, uh, football and in high school, um, freshman year, I played football and baseball and gotcha. then sophomore year, you know, football's fun, but I liked it more kind of like playing with my friends as opposed to like all my friends are older than me, but I was yep. like, I've always been big enough. Like I'm, I'm six, four, like I've been, yeah. I've been over six feet tall since I was like 12 years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I always got to play with the older kids because I was big enough to play with the older kids. Yeah. So when it came time for high school, I was playing with kids I didn't know. And it just, it just wasn't as fun anymore. Um, gotcha. But I continued to play baseball. And then sophomore year, I didn't make the baseball team. Um, but the baseball like weights class for, for, for school yeah. was the last like period of the day, last hour of the day. Cool. Um, so I'd still work out for a little, you know, most of the time. And then, I would say probably the last, maybe like last nine weeks, last like little semester yeah, or quarter. Um, my f two friends uh, that I, you know, hung out during lunch, they scootered and they would go to, they just, you know, we ditch our last class of the day and we'd go to the skate park. What, what year was this? That would have been, let's see, I graduated 2011. So 2009. Jeez. Yeah. 2009 is like when I really kind of got into it and started scootering. And what was your first scooter? Oh, Razor Pro model, bolted to bolted head tube, Razor yep. Pro model wheels. You hot glue the core yep. to you know reinforce them. Yeah. Um, then classic, just like you know Razor, Razor the Pro model bars, but you had to like put the bolt where it was adjustable to like clamp it down so it would move. Yeah. And then you had to do like the Home Depot drill the holes in the little T yeah. and you put like your home Depot conduit stuff in there, drill holes in that, put grips on it. 
Um, and I think I had like, I started with just like the basic headset. I never really got anywhere past like, a, what was it? The FSA pig headset. Yeah. I never like spent the money on the Cane Creek or anything like that. Cause that was all kind of like, was that scooter resource days? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. They introduced me to scooter resource, scooter resource. And I mean, at the time it was like mostly California kids yeah. and like a couple East coast kids and then like some Arizona kids. And then I was like, I don't even like, I'm sure Isaac, um, I'm sure Isaac was on there. Like, I think when he, he lived in Iowa or something like, yeah. They, and then, uh, what's his name? Ian. I can't never say his last name. He yeah. was on Proto. I think he still writes for Proto. He's gotcha. Colorado. Um, yeah. yeah, that was, yeah, definitely SR days. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was a little later than that. So I, I didn't get to experience the scooter resource days, but, uh, they seemed pretty interesting. So, cause all were, like, yeah, uh, was, the forms of like how time. to build your bars and stuff. Oh yeah. It was how to do anything you wanted to do to your scooter basically. And then what was your first kind of like scooter that wasn't a razor? I would say like, when did they start uh, coming out with like actual like companies? Cause I know Proto was probably the first like producer market. Yeah. 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 I, I honestly, I never wrote a Proto deck until like uh, way late. Like I was, I was like, by the time I was writing that deck, like wider decks were coming out. So yeah, I, I got it for a while. I still love my Proto deck, but yeah. I mean, now they're catching up. They got the five and a half. So I'm sure six is going to follow. And as soon as that comes out, I'll be on it. But, uh, yeah, I think thinking back, it was probably, it's probably a district deck. Yep. I probably, I think I want to say I bought the, like the first, the, you know, brand new scooter part that I bought that wasn't wheels. Yeah. was probably the, the Cody Donovan deck. Oh, okay. Black, yeah. Yeah. The black district deck. Yeah, that's a sick deck. Um, outside of scootering, what do you find yourself doing? Um, lately, I mean, I, before it was just like only scootering, like just scooter, yeah. and you know, then scooter some more later on. Yeah. Um, living out here, uh, you know, you play little video games and stuff like that. Yeah. But actually, with uh, when the whole pandemic started, um, we you know we clean the hangar twice twice a week. Yep. And what we started doing was we, one of the days we'd ride and a couple yep. of the dudes, um, we were able to get into like this private, um, neighborhood and they have a golf course in there. Gotcha. And if you walk the golf course after a certain time, it was free to walk it. Oh, so okay. for a while we did, we did, we would just go play golf. So yeah. I've been, I've been keeping up on golf and, cool. uh, they, yeah, days off, dude, I'm, I'm at the course or I'm at the skate park. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that the course in Tehachapi? Um, so there's one that's right across the street, basically from camp. And that one's been closed, I think for six years. Oh, okay. Um, if you've ever driven to camp, yeah. Uh, when you're driving back to camp, if you're taking like through the farms, yeah. Um, there's like the two stop signs that are pretty much back to back. Yeah. So not, not the stop sign. That's like a four way intersection that leads to the prison. Yep. Uh, but the four way stop with the school, if you head towards the school, there's a private neighborhood back there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. called Bear Valley. Oh, okay. And they have a golf course over there? Yep, yeah. Nice. Um, I heard, rumor has it, that you guys are redoing Backyard Mini or did redo Backyard Mini. Uh, yeah, so 
we basically took it down to almost a frame. Okay. And uh, put new plywood, new skate light, um, painted the coping, new stickers. Yeah. Everything. Everything's everything's brand new except for the frame, basically. Oh, okay. So it's still kind of the same shape. It's just new. Yeah, it's, re- it's resheated. It's it's super smooth. Awesome. That's exciting. Um, if you wouldn't have worked at Woodward, where would you see yourself? Ooh. So the job that I had before Woodward, I was actually a stock manager at Forever 21. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'd say I probably wouldn't have stayed there. Uh, yeah. It, the opportunity to come out here was actually perfect timing with some stuff they had me doing at that company that I was just like, they put me, I was in a store for a long time, which is sick. And it was nah. a brand new store when I got there. So it was like, you know, I set it up how I liked it. Everything made sense. Then they put me into one store and they're like, yeah, we're actually like six months behind on like everything. Jeez. So I walk in and just like boxes to the ceiling and they're yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm going to have a storage room, storage room, boxes to the ceiling. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm over this. Like, yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> it worked out perfectly. Um, but probably, I don't know. I'd probably be working for some kind of scooter shop or skate park or definitely anywhere I could have got in, it. Uh, yeah scooter or action sports industry yeah definitely would have definitely i mean i mean i'm still in it now but i would have been yeah. just same same th- thing just different different location different almost. place gotcha yeah <laughs> uh did you ever think about going to school i did actually um i went for about a year to get uh a degree in you know business super okay. typical kind of took it for about a year and obviously the first year is just kind of you know, all your basic courses and stuff yep and I got to take a couple business classes, but I thought it was so boring. Yeah. Because my dad's a salesman. He's always been a businessman. Gotcha. Um, so just, you know, growing up around him, he always gives me tips on, you know, how to make good deals and yeah. kind of how, st- like, you know, just kind of how stuff works. Um, yep. And yeah, so I took that and I was like, this is so boring. I was like, yep. I already know all this stuff and the stuff that they're teaching me, like some of it, like, I mean it's not that it didn't make sense. I was just like, that's not like a good way to do it basically. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, and Wait, so where did you go? It's called Chandler Gilbert community college um, okay. down in Arizona. So yeah, I did that for like, I want to say it was like pretty much right after I graduated. So I probably stopped going to school in 2012. Uh, but then as soon as the pandemic started, I actually signed up for a class here locally yeah. Uh, and I got my EMT certificate. So now I'm EMT okay, certified. Cool. Yep. Um, That's nice. I'm nationally registered. So I can technically work in all 50 states. And I think it's like 107 countries if I so choose. Wow. And does that so, need to be renewed at all? Uh, every two years you have to renew it. Or you can do um, there's different online trainings. You can go to trainings on um, just different, different things that you're allowed to use. Um, I actually just did one um for it's called the king airway so it's like a kind of like a breathing apparatus that we can yeah. help people breathe with gotcha uh, and then i actually with that class they give you that opportunity to teach I, like i learned how to give the covid vaccine oh really so so in an emergency situation i can give the covid vaccine <laughs> there you go um for people wondering out there, because I know lots of people have a hard time affording going to Woodward, uh, can you talk a little bit about like your sponsorship program oh. and how that kind of works? 
Yeah. So it's a, it's a scholarship program and, um, it's, it's all online. You have to go online to apply. Usually they yeah. open it up about uh, March or so. Um, gotcha. And what it is, it's kind of like uh, there's, you know, there's different kind of steps to it. Yeah. Um, so you kind of just start by like, you write a letter and it's like, you know, why you love Woodward, why you want to come. Yeah. Um, your parents have to send in their tax stuff to show like, you know, that you really can't afford it. Yeah. Um, and then I th- I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think you get two different people to like write letters that say, you know, this kid's a good kid. You know, he really deserves this. Yeah. Um, And then through that, we have a person that kind of vets through him and sees, because there's a 25% discount, a 50, a 75. And then there's like a couple hundred percents where, you know, kids kind of just get a free ride. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Um, I was kind of wondering, um, Cause from this, like this side of the country and like, we're kind of just in the middle of nowhere. Lots of people have like Woodward almost up on like a pedestal and it doesn't (laughs) really um, seem almost possible to go. And for me, like my parents wouldn't pay for it. So they're like, we're not paying for you to break your leg. So they're like, get a job there. So I was like, all right, fine. I will. And uh, just kind of applied in that way. And just like, you know what? I'll try it. It's kind of feels like shooting for the moon, but I'll try it. Like how does it go with like picking applicants and like getting a job at Woodward? Um, so just kind of in general. Yeah. Yeah. So in general, um, when we look at applications, um, we're always told start with who applied first and then, you know, go up the list from there. Yeah. Um, there are times when I see dudes that have worked, you know, four or five years for me and you know, it's not that I'm guaranteeing them on the spot, but it's kind of like, okay, I know this dude's good. I know I can have him here. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of going through the rest, but I mean, if they don't pl- apply soon enough, you know, I got to start filling spots. So, yep. um, early is better. Uh, any, any kind of experience working with kids, yep. coaching kids, other kind of camps, um, anything like that is always, you know, something I can see. And I'm like, okay, cool. This, they know how to do that. Yeah. Um, and then, well, the other thing that I, I was wondering, because a lot of people at the top of their head, when they think about Woodward, they think you have to be like at a certain ability level to be able to right. coach and that kind of stuff. Um, do you look at that at all? Um, a little bit only uh, it's more kind of when they're here. Gotcha. Um, Cause the more, most important thing, as long as you're good with the kids, yeah. Um, you can kind of just, you can coach them through most things. Yeah. You don't know, how, you don't have to necessarily know exactly how to do the trick. Yeah. Uh, but you can see it's like, okay, you know, the scooter's getting too far away for you. Keep it closer. Like, you know, this yeah. or that, you know, you can kind of coach them through most anything without really knowing how to do the trick. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is, is, you know, how are they with the kids? Um, you know, patience. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like, can they get along with the kids? Like without being like, you know, too buddy, buddy, like, you know, you're, you're an instructor, like not a camper. Yeah. I know. Um, um, but it's kind of those things where, okay, I see, you know, they come to camp, I can see him roll around and, you know, I see him try tricks and stuff. I'm like, okay, you know, maybe this guy can't do a bri flip. Yeah. But I watched him coach this kid how to do a bri flip like two hours ago. Yeah. So it kind of limits you as far as like what groups I can put you in. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it's not, but it's not like a limitation. It's like, okay, well, I can't do this trick. So I could never work at camp doing that. Like, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, your best bet would be we. I know we used to have scooter camp. Uh, they're tr- starting to kind of move away from it for some reason. Um, 
last year, a lot last year, the year before it was called fall camp where it was still yep. pretty much just only scooter. Um, gotcha. That's a good way to try and get in. Um, Cause yeah. we need, we need, you know, all scooter guys Yeah, or a couple scooter girls, but um, yeah. But yeah, that's the best way to get in there. Um, if that's going to happen this year, it'll probably be posted right after summer ends. So I'd gotcha. keep an eye out for it. Sweet. Um, what opportunities have you gotten since working at Woodward and what are your favorite um, experiences, I guess? Ooh. All right. Um, so working at camp full time, I mean, you need to meet cool people. Um, it's been over a year. So I could talk about uh, Tony Hawk was out here doing like, a, um, what are those things called? It's like a video workshop. I forget the website. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I forget what it's called, but yeah, he was out here. His son Riley was out here. So that was cool to see them. And it was like a big, like movie production. So, Jeez, um, yeah. so it was cool to see like, you know, all the production behind making those videos and stuff. Um, and then, you know, uh, Brian Deegan, his son, danger boy Deegan just had his birthday out here. Jeez. So I got to like host their birthday. Cool. Uh, so that was cool. Got to hang out with them. Um, yeah. super nice guy. His wife's super funny. Um, danger boy is just crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then in the, we call it the off season. So when we're not having camp. Yeah. Huh? My keys. Oh, Black. That's fun. It froze. It's kind of uh it's kind of evolving. Like, you know, everyone kind of has their own style. So seeing it is like skate and scooter probably have the most diverse style. But when it comes to BMX, it's just kind of like straightforward. Um, but yeah, I got to meet like Scotty Kramer um before and after his accident, which is pretty crazy. Oh, geez. Yeah. Meet him, meet him both times. Um, um, one of my favorite events was um, uh, the skate park in Orange County, the Van Skate Park in the mall. They have the Conti Bowl, which is like, you know, big pool bowl. Where yeah. One side's round, one side's square, and it's kind of like a middle section in between. Gotcha. Um, so they did like a two day event where they were just riding the Conti Bowl, and that was super sick to watch. Wild. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, Cause it's just like, it was weird. Cause it was like younger skaters who now kind of have bigger names. Yeah. Um, so everyone's under the age of like 28, except for like Bucky Lassick, who was like 42 or 43 at the time, I think. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like all these young dudes, like a little 14 year old. And then just like Bucky Lassick, just a classic knee pads helmet, star sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, um, I, kind of grew up watching the camp Woodward show. Have you had any experience working with that? I have not. Um, my counterpart, uh, Matt Porter, AKA big white over in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, so he actually was at the first scooter camp as a camper. And the second one, when I went as a camper, he was a dishwasher. Oh yeah. Um, so he's been, in, he's been involved in Woodward longer than I have. Um, yeah. and when I worked summer as scooter director, he was actually the recreation director. Oh, okay. Um, we also went to the same high school. 
Okay. So I'm oh, cool. So I've, yeah. So I've known him for a really long time. We're really good wow. friends. And uh, it just worked out that he was out here for a couple of years. And then actually uh, him and I got his brother Ernie a job at camp. And within two weeks of him being here as like a counselor instructor, yeah. he became the housing director just because big white's such good friends with the, the owners at the time. Yeah. We're like, Hey, you should make Ernie the housing director. And they're like, Oh, well maybe we'll think about it. Cause we're talking to Jake. Yeah. And we're like, dude, big white's little brother. He's like, Oh really? He's like, Oh yeah, dude, we'll put him in. No problem. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so just because of the connection, they put him in. Um, Jeez. He would have more experience with it. Um, yeah. We tried to do like a shorter kind of web series with scooter one time at a scooter camp. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. It was cool. Wasn't that, kinda... wasn't that with Max? Max is one yeah. of them, wasn't he? Max, yeah. Max Androsco. I love Max. <laughs> yeah, Mad Max. Mad Dude, Max. We gave, we, we gave him his nickname and we don't get any royalties from it. What? Really? Yeah. Me, Ernie, and Big White. <laughs> we were, we would, we'd eat lunch and he'd come over and we would mess with him, you know, just yeah. like any other camper. Yep. Um, I forget. We It was something he was eating or something like that. And we'd ask him questions. He he, he, he wouldn't get mad, but he could he get a little loud. Yeah. Um, and we'd be like, Max, why are you so mad? <laughs> so he took Carl, started calling him Mad Max. Yeah. Like, Mad Max, why are you so mad? He's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And now now it's the like and the stickers persona, which is so cool that he ran with it. But that's awesome. Every time I see him, like, I'm like, Max, like, dude, I need my paycheck. Like, <laughs> I see you the stop being so mad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, it's it's so cool to see like those kids that you know, you like I mean he came for one week and yeah. he came for one week every summer and now it's like, you know, it's a super cool thing where you get to see kids kind of grow up, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. That's what even just from working there for the three weeks that I did, I really uh got to meet so many people and it's just, it's just an amazing experience to just be in so ingrained in like the whole culture. So yeah. it, it's a cool place. Um, you grew up in Arizona, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lived there from when I was five to when I was like 23 or 24. Gotcha. Um, I have, I, I think I have one more question for you and that is, um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Mm. Um, I mean, probably since I was 19 or 20, I've always wanted to be a firefighter. Okay. Uh, so that was kind of the reason why I went and got the CMT certificate. Um, You're still kind of, of working minimum, towards that. It's one of the minimum requirements that you need to become a firefighter. Um, gotcha. At least, you know, start to get your foot in the door and stuff. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, you know, it not necessarily mean you're going to be a firefighter 10 years or anything, but um, it's one of those things that, you know, that's, what I'm probably going to start working towards. And, uh, it's one of those things where I've always loved helping people. And this is just, this is a job where I, all I do is help people, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, you hear about, you know, people not saving for retirement and getting old and not has having to work till they're 80. And, um, with firefighting, um, different levels get different, you know, perks. Yeah. Um, but generally you're working, you're working for the government, your government, uh, worker. Yeah. So after 25 years, you qualify for full, full, for full pension. Oh, uh, gotcha. Cool. So it's one of those things where it's definitely a commitment. I mean, you gotta be serious about it to get into it. Uh, yeah. but after those 25 years, like you can retire and it's kind of like a guaranteed income and then I can go do, I can start my own scooter company. I can go open up my own scooter shop. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I can find my own ways to give back to the community again. So. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, do you, do you see yourself opening a scooter company or scooter shop in the future? Uh, maybe not necessarily a company, but I think it'd be cool to, you know, even just start a scooter shop and just own it for a while and yeah. find, find some rad dude that really is into business or something like that. Yeah. And then just kind of teach him like, you know, you know, this is, you know, this is what we spend money on. You know, this is how much we pay employees and yeah, uh, just kind of show them the ropes and just someone that I feel confident, like, okay, like, you know, this is like my baby, but I know that you're going to take care of it. Yeah. For, uh, for the, the kids that are trying to come up in scootering and make it kind of their job, um, as far as either working in the industry or being pro in that kind of way, what advice would you give them from what you've seen at camp? Cause you've seen a lot of people kind of grow up into that. I'm sure. So. Yeah, I would say, um, the biggest thing is maturity. Um, you know, I mean, the, a lot of the, you know, guys that are pros are really young. Yeah. Um, just them kind of learning, you know, there's a time and place for everything. Um, yeah. But I mean, I won't name any names, but there's definitely been kids where they were kind of bratty and on the trouble side for a long time. Yeah. And then as I kind of got older, like all of a sudden, like something clicked. Yeah. Cause it's not just like a lot. I don't think a lot of, kids that want to become pros realize that you're always representing your company. Yep. Even if you're not at the skate park wearing their shirts and stuff, like, yeah, you're always representing your company. Yeah. So like when they come to camp, like, you know, a lot of times I get phone calls from parents that are like, you know, my kid's pro he's coming. I'm like, that's cool. I can't get him in for free. Like, yeah, I can do for you. Sorry. So when I see him at camp, I already know the the whole deal behind them. Yeah. Um, And you can tell the kids they're like, they're nice to the other kids. Um, they always, you know, they bring stickers to hand out, even just like in the cabin, they're not the ones that are like being loud and throwing stuff across the cabin. Yeah. Um, and those are the kids that I've seen always kind of evolve into the bigger names. Yeah. Um, because companies definitely pick up on that, especially local scooter shops and stuff like that. Yeah. Once you start repping them, kids come into their scooter shop and they're like, Oh, you know, Johnny at the skate park told me about you guys and you're super cool. You taught me this. It's like, the owner's going to hear that and then yeah. he's going to be like, and then you're like, Oh man, I broke my deck. He's going to be more likely to be like, Oh, here, just come in. I'll give you a new one. We'll throw it on. No big yeah. deal. If he hears you're bullying kids in the skate park, being mean snake in front of kids, when you break something, he might be like, yeah, you only get your normal discount. Like, yeah. Um, you, and yeah. The, the shop owners, yeah. The shop owners have really good relationships with the brands too. Yep. Um, so they'll pass along. They'll push riders that they think not only are really good, but, a really yeah. good representation for the team as well. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, well, thank you for coming on, Anthony. It was really, really nice to talk to you. So yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Um, I love yeah. doing this kind of stuff. So yeah. Where can, uh, where can we follow you? Um, I have Facebook for now. Who knows okay. how long that's going to be on there. I haven't posted there in probably four or five years. Yeah. Um, but it's just my name, Anthony Rowe. Um, You'll see a picture, gray and white picture of me in a farmer's hat and a piece of hay in my mouth. Um, okay. And then my Instagram is Goku's Power Pole. So J or not J, geez, G O K U S P O W E R P O L E. Well, um, can I can I ask uh, where you got that name from? Go ahead. Uh, it was right around. So you know, graduated high school, moved out. That was sick. Moved back home after a year because it's freaking expensive. Um, yep. And, uh, I was hanging out with these 
dudes that were kind of from like a, they're, they're from Scottsdale. They're a little bit more North of where I live. Gotcha. Um, but they're the peachy crew. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you see their stickers, it's always like Dragon ball related or anything yeah. like that. So, I mean, I think one of the dudes, Cole, I think separately, but together we watched like every single episode of Dragon ball, Dragon ball Z, um and i watched dragon ball super but I, he, i'm sure he did too yeah. um but we just watch it and in the very early episodes you know anyone that's seen it knows all about it and it's i mean it's nerdy for some people but it's, it is really fun i grew up watching it so it was always fun to go back and watch it but yeah the main character goku has this like it's like a staff basically yeah and uh he calls it his power pole because he, he says like he says power pole extend and it's just you know it'll extend almost infinitely um yeah uh, i forget exactly how it came up but yeah that i put out my instagram name almost 10 years ago and it's just i just, it just stuck it. yeah i didn't want well, i almost forgot how to even fix it i changed it anyways and now it's just on there so i was just like yeah, i just leave it who cares yeah, dude that's what it is now mm-hmm. awesome well, well it's more fun it, it's it always creates conversation it's not just your name they're like goku's powerful what does that mean like yeah it's like a sure. story yeah Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Outlook podcast. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you, Anthony, for coming on again. Thank you so much, man. It was a pleasure.